0: From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt and this is ask the programmer. Hey, James, it's great to be back with you again.
1: Oh, it's great to be back, Steve.
0: I'm uh, glad we got a chance to chat and it's been, uh, we, we, we've uh, really been at this for some time and I am glad we're going through some of the topics that we're going through. And I think this one might be one that that is going to gain a good amount of interest and, and, I believe other programmers will appreciate as well. Um, what, what I thought we would talk about today is, is why is programming so complicated and costly and time consuming? It's it's become this black eye. It's one of the reasons that people choose configuration or, or frankly, they say, hey, what do I need program systems? Are they needed or is, do we have to provide the customization or is there a better alternative that's going to be a better fit for clients. So uh, I figured I'd throw that out there and I have a bunch of thoughts about it and, and wanted to get you to share some of yours as well.
1: Uh, no, I think this is a very good topic and I uh, kind of have a feeling it might be a uh, hot button item between programmers and you can even say clients or um, project managers when they are programming, they're setting up the billing stuff. Um, I kind of look at it as programming is something that's not seen. So, like, people don't understand the value of it to the extent. Like, you know, if you throw a 4K TV up next to a 720p, a user can see the difference. But they can't see a difference in coding. Except for unless you do a really bad job, I mean a horrible job at coding or anything, but all they see us as a line item on their bill, and they're like, "Why?"
0: Absolutely, yeah I, I I feel like too we're we get into the fact that you know programming produces outcomes, outcomes are what people appreciate. To your point there, and and but the effort that goes into programming is isn't really truly realized because it's not there's so much more that needs to be considered than just typing on a keyboard. Yeah. As we've talked about in previous shows, the idea that you have to plan and you have to also work with some devices or situations that are unpredictable and, and also testing and troubleshooting, which we recently covered Um, all those things, fall under the programming domain You know, from, from a third party perspective, I could even add more to that because we have the variables of who are we working with on the other end? Because if you're not installing the system, the programmer still has to make it work and you have to work with whomever is installing to make sure that all the devices are talking and that everything's doing what it's supposed to be doing.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I, it kind of reminds me of um, a keynote of a gra- uh, graduation I heard. Um, I don't know who actually uh, came up with the quote, but it was very interesting. And I kind of use this analogy a couple of times. And it was talking about there was this factory and the machines broke. It was big machines shut down the whole factory. Managers Flipping out. He's like, we're losing all his money, Allery, because the machines aren't running. They call a technician in. The tech came in, opened a panel, turned a screw, shut the panel, everything fired up. And the manager's are like, oh, great. You just saved me tons of money. But praise them up and down. Then the tech handed him the bill. It was like a million dollars. I don't remember the exact price, but say a million dollars. Managers start flipping out. Why does it cost so much? All you did was turn a screw, screw, blah, blah, blah. You're ripping me off. And the tech goes, it was one dollar to turn the screw and 99 for to know which screw to turn.
0: I love that story, actually. It's oh. I've heard that in, in se- several different uh, formats. And and it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. It's the it's the knowledge that you're that that you possess to know how something should be programmed in order to be able to do it properly. And, yep. and that's also the difference, quite honestly, between hiring somebody who's just a programmer, just you know, your run-of-the-mill programmer and an AV programmer.
1: I totally agree because, I mean, a regular programmer, they know software development and stuff, but they don't know the AV side. Uh, so you you kind of got to get someone who... Has a knowledge in both, really.
0: the the uh, The thing that I also like to talk to people about is the fact that you we can control those costs. We can make things less complicated, but it requires that upfront work and and the proper planning and and there are ways to to keep to curb costs, but we always need to be considering different variables. So if we can eliminate variables, so if we can design systems more consistently, if we can pick equipment that we know works a certain way, um, you know, it gets back to the whole idea of modules and drivers. If modules and drivers available, that saves time. So um, instead of picking the the latest and greatest uh, wow piece of equipment that somebody may be pitching or maybe on sale per se, Uh, pick something that you know is proven Um, that there's, there's ways to, to keep programming costs down, but there's also ways that programming can, can get unruly because of all the, 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 the things that could go wrong when you press a button and it doesn't work.
1: Oh yeah. Trust me. I had that this weekend. (laughs) It actually did work. It was just the tech got this thing out of sync and, Therefore, it wasn't working the way he thought it would, but it did work. Uh,
0: I um, I think that this is an important thing, though, and maybe it's something that we should see if our audience can weigh in on a little bit and see if our audience can kind of help spread this message a little bit, because I, uh, the livelihood of programmers really depends on justifying the cost of programming, the value that programming provides, and also the value that a programmer provides, uh, there's, we we know that 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 there's less of a tolerance for for uh, the the one-off costs and this and having to reinvent the wheel. So so I guess I'll throw it out there and see if we if maybe that's something that we can be getting feedback on for a future episode or even have somebody help come on to talk about a little bit. But what. What are the things that you've done or, or and I say that um, as the collective you to help to justify programming costs or to uh, help to uh, understand or, or uh, address the, the, all the concerns that people have about programming costs?
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely, I would love to hear what people are doing to justify the costs. Um, because there's tons of ways to justify. It. If you look at it, is do you bring in in house? Do you have a third party? Because all those are different costs. I mean, let's just say higher education, for example. If they hire a staff member to handle the AV programming, like they do in my environment, I'm a full time employee. I get health benefits. I get they have to keep me on staff for as long that position's there to handling all that. And if we don't have a project, am I being assigned to something else or am I being resourced that's being wasted if I don't have a project to work on? Or they could go out and hire a third party programming company like control concept, which might be cheaper, but then what if we play devil advocate here and control concept goes out of business, then what, or, say that the code doesn't work well, and now you're calling them in hourly to fix stuff that should have been right the first time. I, I am picking on Steve's company. I know they do good job. Sorry about that. That was nothing personal. It's, it's some it, other
0: control concepts, yeah. not the one that I, I'm <laughs> yeah. associated with.
1: There you go. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's, or the, the integrators, and then you have integrator companies who the programmers may not know what's going on. And they're just line drawings and don't have that connection. And then who do you bring in to fix it? Because especially in higher ed, you, you go out to the lowest bitter, which is not always the bad case. If you can scope it out where you put everything out correctly, then your apples are apples. But if you are very vague in your project description you may not get apples and apples and you might get a bad uh, seed there. So definitely, I, I think there's tons of costs to take into account. And I like to hear how other people handle it.
0: I, I like, and we should save this for a future conversation. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. How do you scope out programming? Because that's something that I've heard, uh, looked at from many different angles. So why don't we save that for a future uh, conversation in and in a future episode, the but you bring up a good point too, and I'm I'm curious maybe you can answer this is that so when you so obviously you're a full time em, uh, employee and and you have your I I would imagine considered a fixed cost. Do they do you bill your time to a project? Does your programming effort get looked at, and do you have to justify it, or is it just considered a given?
1: I, see, I would say it's a uh, given because I don't have to justify any of the time I'm working on any projects. Uh, it's normally well, like in higher ed classes start when the cl- classes start, project has to be done. Uh, so I get those timelines of these rooms need to be working. And if it takes me normal business hours or extra hours, I'm not getting that extra like overtime in my new role that I have title. so I gotta get it done. so mm-hmm. I don't have to submit timesheets and of uh, how long I worked on the program. Um, and I, I kind of like that because it's almost like my boss knows that I'm doing my job and he's not micromanaging. He's like, you're gonna get the job done, get it done. Like I don't need to say, okay, I spent 20 hours this week programming five classrooms, like it's those five classrooms are done and we move on.
0: So it's, it's almost, if you think about it, it's almost like taking a managed services approach. So they're paying you you, your salary and you, and you, and you are giving them the outcome. How you get there really doesn't matter so much as long as, as long as you get the outcome and you're, you're able to keep up with your workload. Um, But it, but what it does though, is it, if you think about it a little bit it it kind of, if you have to go out outside then you really have no idea how much programming should cost if you think about it because if you're if if for you there there really isn't a a particular price associated with the work that you're doing on a persistent basis let's say i mean you can estimate how much time it might take but but you know translating that into a cost that that may be one of the reasons why there's some discrepancy or 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 a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, friction when it comes to you know why something more so costly and takes so much time.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I never actually looked at it that way um, because even in my role, I'm doing much more than just programming. So to even if you take my hourly salary, how much of that is actually devoted just to programming i can't tell you unless i sit down and start map it all out because i might be troubleshooting something here and then five minutes later i'm coding or i might be installing equipment this or running to turn a change in a lamp in a projector or you know anything that comes mm-hmm. across our plate so i that's a good point there steve
0: and, and and if you just if i just finished the the thought a little bit too if you look at it from uh, an integrator or an in, you know an in-house programmer for an integrator they're they're a little different because if you know they their programmer is a significant cost for them and they want to keep that person as busy as possible so when they don't have enough for them to do they're actually overpaying potentially for something if they have them do uh, a, a lesser role let's say um, or or just uh, be idle, and then from a third party perspective, you know, we we usually work on a fixed fixed price for a project, and we need to be able to estimate based on past experience or our knowledge of what this what is required, or, or or our relationship with a client, what what it might take to do something. So that 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 there may be one of the reasons why we have this this whole this topic that we're discussing today.
1: Yeah. And again, like Steve mentioned, it'd be great to hear what our listeners, where they think the misconception or why programming costs so much is. That would be great to hear from them.
0: Yeah. I'd be curious to, to know if, um, but both from a programmer's perspective and also from a, from either client or, or a, uh, uh, an employer's perspective too. So, uh, with that said, you know, uh, we'll, why don't we wrap up, um, James, if you want to share where people can, uh, get in touch with you and how they, they could leave us some feedback.
1: Oh, uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at AV underscore James King. Uh, definitely check out our podcast as you're listening to it now, but we're also on YouTube where we can respond to comments. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't use it as much, but I am on there, James King. I'm uh, on the HEPA board. So anything going on with HEPA, you can probably find me somewhere involved with that. And I write for the digital magazine, HireEdAV.com, where I do the IT in AV column.
0: And for me, I'm I'm on social media at Steve Greenblatt. Uh, LinkedIn is a great place to find me. I, I haven't been mentioning it a lot, but since James brought it up, if you want to learn about my company and uh, check me out there, you can reach that uh, control Concepts at controlconcepts.net and uh, and despite the, uh, the, the the hypothetical situation we we, we uh, do do uh, take good care of our clients and uh, yes. and uh, sorry the, about that. Steve. <laughs> the, no there should be no alarm there and I appreciate that and it's all in good fun. So uh, with that said, this has been Ask the Programmer.